Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Lloyd's in Lincoln with former Syracuse Orange and Long Beach State basketball star Ramel Lloyd Sr. and current Nebraska basketball athlete Ramel Lloyd Jr. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Ramel Sr. and Ramel Jr. Brought to you by Canopy Street Market. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weekends. Again, I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got the host, as always, Ramel Lloyd Jr. and Rock Lloyd Sr. Both in the studio here today as we're getting all set up. You guys can hear your audio all right? I think so. This my, this my mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, There's your mic. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, okay. We're, we're good set up. Yeah, all good. Either my head got bigger or the F- headphones are messed up. But we could know. we could have had someone adjust the headphones too. If you can't, you can always just swap them if they're cutting in and out. It might just be a bad connection. While you do that, Ramel Lloyd head Senior, got bigger. Kind of want to talk about <laughs> how did your week go? Uh, I know you tell me during the, you didn't catch the full Husker game, but I did not. I break did not. down the week. I mean, we're getting closer and closer and closer for Husker hoops. Yes, well, I, I didn't know you was going to tell the folks I didn't watch the whole game. <laughs> you know, You're a basketball my, guy. Yeah, I didn't no do my job. You, for I, it. you know, but you know, I'm a Husker fan, so I suppose I had watched the whole game. But I don't know what happened that day. I just uh, I watched a little bit of it, and I said I'll turn back, and never got back. But who cares if I watch it? The big deal is that we won. That's right? a big thing. And again, like I'm uh that's where I'm just happy. I know a lot of people weren't necessarily pleased with the end result and like how the offense looked, but I'll tell you right a now is a win. in years past, I don't know if that's a win. So I'll take the win today. Well, I'll take that win against it, Illinois. A win is a win. I mean it's mm-hmm. gonna it's, it's gonna say win in the in the, in the win and W column, and that's all you know, that's all you can ask for. I mean, you wanna keep building on it. I'm telling you what, it's much easier, much better to learn. Uh, on a win than it is to learn on a loss. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. So you wanna you wanna go in and improve on what you did, but sure, at least you still got that W in the column. And that defense, they were leaning on that defense and uh, the defense and special teams. Ed Foley and Tony White had it cooking. What, so what was going yesterday. on with the offense? Why is everybody? So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fans are never happy. Just the second half, a lot of opportunities. You know, you were getting special teams were putting you within, you know, 20 yards of the red zone. There's just red zone struggles, which, again, I think they're going to keep working it out. I'm happy to take the win. I think that offense is just – It's we're never going to have a game where that offense just looks amazing. Like, you know, maybe there's a game where kind of like Northwestern with Scott Frost that one year, for whatever reason, everything's firing off on all cylinders. But I think for the most part, that that offense is just going to continue to be a work in progress. What was the score of the game? Uh, Nebraska would win that one twenty to seven. So what, what score? Twenty to seven. Nebraska. Twenty to seven. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Twenty to seven. Yep. They, we're, we're still complaining. Illinois got seven <laughs> points in the first half. <laughs> yeah, it was like I thought we won by like two touchdowns or something like that. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, the, the big thing is, I guess, you know, people are people are always looking back at, you know, like the nineties or whatever. Here, it's what I seem to see, what I seem to think is uh, everybody's comparing. Like you can't compare, you know, to something that happened in the past or whatever, you, you want to aspire to get back to that level. But comparing is just not fair to the young people that's out here competing now, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Right? Well, and some of those guys stepped up. You know, I was impressed by because Matt Rule kept talking about, you know, Prince Well, Umanyan, and he mm-hmm. stepped up, had a good game. Um, obviously, you have some key starters like Singleton not being out there, Luke Reimer. Mm-hmm. The defense yep. still only gave up seven. So there's yeah. definitely some things and some Shout of those younger players. Church. Malachi Coleman got his first grab of the season for five hey, yards. Yeah, he, he looks pretty I good out there. I about him the other day. He's trying to, so uh, I thought he was right this year, no? 
I think he burned it already. I think that was he the was game. planning to. Okay. What? No, I'm asking. That's a question. Oh, I, I had no. I with the coaching staff, I'm not sure what they had in mind. Uh, you know, it could about? just be injuries. Mm-hmm. You know what they were doing when? No, I, I have no clue. Uh, to me, I think they probably would have liked to have kept it, yeah. but there's just the wide receiver room. There's this, the depth yeah, that's there, and I mean, honestly, I think he's one of the guys where it's like it'd be nice to keep it, but I do think they look at Malachi Coleman as like, okay, you're good enough that once you know the offense, yeah. He gets pretty good. I was watching him against Illinois. Like he was getting pretty good separation. Yeah. On this, so he's good enough. He just again, I think it's probably more oh, he's, comfortable he's with obviously the extremely talented. But mm-hmm. you, you know, football is just so common for guys to do that. You know, going from that high school level to the college level is just such a big jump in football with the physicality mm-hmm. that um even some of the best, you know, the best of the best do it. So it's very. It's not like it's uncommon that he will do yeah. Something. A lot for the trenches. You'll see that a lot more of those guys hang on just because, like you said, that Big Ten, a lot of that is like you're going to need some time mm-hmm. <laughs> to kind of get big. Uh, we do have one from YouTube, which kind of makes me laugh. He says, does this guy on the right play? He looks like a linebacker. The guy on the right? Who's that? You, that'd be you. <laughs> I'm the guy on the right. <laughs> well, it is, my, it is uh, partly my show. It's called Lloyd's and Lincoln. So, um, yeah, I'm Ramel Lloyd Sr. And no, yeah. I, I don't play football. I didn't yeah. play football. I played basketball. For those of you listening, it is Ramel Lloyd Sr.'s father and son show with, obviously, Ramel Lloyd Jr. on Nebraska basketball. Mel, I kind of want to talk to you about that because we, we talked about the jump. When you made that jump, you know, from high school into the Big Ten, you know, what did that look like physically for you? Did you walk in knowing that I'm going to have to get a lot of work done in the weight room or is it just kind of, you know, what does that whole process look like? Um, well, yeah, physically, there's always a jump, but I think basketball is a lot different than football, so... Um, physically, you don't have to be as much prepared, I guess you should say. Like uh, football, obviously, most of the sport is uh, physical. So, but basketball, no, it's just really more of just jumping into like the new schemes and and things like that. But physicality is a big part of it. But at the same time, you can get away with not being as physical in basketball. What's the hardest thing to grasp when jumping to the next level? Is it just the X's and O's? Personally, I think it was the X's and O's. Personally, X's and O's, things like that. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Ramel Lloyd Senior? Um, yeah, the playbook. The playbook is uh, opens up, you know, a bunch, you know, from high school to to college. Uh, my transition uh, was definitely not a physical one. It probably was a physical one on the other end, where I was out of shape and needed to, you know, probably get into a little bit better conditioning. Uh, but physically, I probably was just as stronger than any senior that was around at the time. Um, <clears throat> my biggest transition was understanding uh, how to. You know, put my game into the team concept and get off the way I'm used to getting off as a scorer, uh, and putting that into the college team concept as well. Um, you know, I was like one of the biggest reasons I had we we decided that we wanted to have Ramel go to a very very competitive high school uh, as far as you know the teams that they played against uh, and the practices every day to get him to not have him have that curve that I had of being the best player on the team, not being as challenged as much in practice every day, mm-hmm. uh, being able to get away with a lot of bad habits because you're just so much more talented than your peers or the people you're playing against. So I think that was the biggest jump for me. I think Ramel was a much more prepared for it because he's played he played at the absolute highest level that you can play at in high school, uh, and he had teammates that were also very, very high-level Division One players. So they practiced at that level, and um, I think he was much more prepared for, than me. You agree? Yeah, I would say so. What's your favorite part about playing on those high school teams when you just got guys that are highly already sought out by colleges throughout the country? 
it was fun. Um, everybody had their own things going on, so it was like the the biggest part was just coming all together and just enjoying ourselves. Really, nobody yeah. had to do too much, or you know what I'm saying. So just it was more about winning than anything else. So it was fun. Is it tough to find your role on those kind of teams, or is that like kind of conversations you have with the coaches before all that even kind of gets set in play? Well, it kind of just plays out the way it plays out. We go into practice. I mean, we competed in a scrimmage every day. So, so everyone's on like ground zero. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, if okay. you if you playing, you playing. Like if you doing if you doing well, you're doing well. So it's it was kind of like a battle every day, and whoever came out of that battle, you know, less you know scarred than the other ones is going to be on the court. <laughs> yeah, scarred literally. <laughs> From those practices, yeah, but actually scarred. Yes. Speaking of speaking of your teammates, your only teammates had a birthday the other day. Huh? Uh, Bronny. Yeah, Bronny. Yep, yep. Bronny's birthday. How old is they be? Um, nineteen. Nineteen now. Yeah, nineteen. Man, I I'm just really excited for obviously because we got NBA. Bulls got some more preseason games today, but once college basketball gets rolling through. I mean, I want to ask you guys this. Like, when college basketball starts running through, do you think that that is a better product to watch than the NBA right now or vice versa? Because I hear the argument, like, that college game isn't as fun to watch, but then the NBA, I'm hearing the same thing. Like, what right now do you think has a more enjoyable product night in, night out? I would say college, but I think obviously when it comes to playoffs and certain big games, NBA players obviously turn it up to another level. So Mm -hmm. I would say college for regular season and then – when it comes to playoff time, I'm going to go NBA. I, I like that answer. I, I pretty much can agree with that. But um, I think that, you know, the stage that Ramel is in, you know, as a parent, the stage that he's in in his career is he's in college. So, you know, I'll be – I'm extremely excited about the college season um, just because, you know, I get a chance to see my son play. Uh, and then also he's in college in an age group of all the different kids that that he's played against coming up kids that I've coached, mm-hmm. uh, kids that's been on our teams as he's been going up, you know, they're all spread throughout college. So, like, I get super excited as an ex-coach or trainer or mentor to a lot of those guys that are playing at the college level. So just for me having a personal relationship with a lot of these young young, young guys, <clears throat> uh, I get extremely excited about watching college basketball and seeing those kids succeed at that level. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've I get the argument that, like, obviously those college guys are not going to be as skilled as those NBA teams, um, but I, I do like the chaos in there because you watch some of those college games and you get a lot of unknown heroes coming out of the woodwork. I mean, Sam Hoiberg, you can even argue, yes, not offensively, but defensively what he was last year for the team. I don't think anyone was really projecting him to have that big of an impact. And, you know, here he goes, Big Ten highlight two days in a row just because he's getting game-winning steals to mm-hmm. kind of close it. Uh, that's kind of where, we're, you know, I'm just super excited to get this college season rolling. I want to ask you about Kasey Tamanaga, though, because I know he's back. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for Kasey when he's back in the gym? I always hear about this Kasey range. You got a name for it? Or K- is that Kasey? Yeah. Yeah, he just doesn't miss too much. <laughs> That's all you can really say about Kasey is, is if it's if he's open, it's going in. What was the first time like getting actually practice and work out with a guy like that? That's range is like, yeah, you hear about it, but then actually seeing it. Yeah, I mean, you really don't believe it until you see it. I mean, it's something where especially playing against him in practice and guarding him where you know if he gets it off, you if he gets it off and you're not, like, literally right in front of him with the hand in his pocket, it's probably going in. So it's uh, <laughs> it's tough. But especially <laughs> especially with our rules and principles, we, we practice defensively. You know, we all know our scheme. So we everybody knows, like, the weaknesses in our defense because always we run it. So 
it's easy for us. It's like not easy, but our shooters are able to find the windows and spots to get open in practice. So it's tough to guard them for sure. What is the having a guy like that, a case or any guy with that range? What does that allow for your offense to take advantage of? Like, why is it so crucial to kind of have those spacers out on the court? Yeah, definitely. I mean, running, I mean, running plays and things like that through them. Like, say we, we run a floppy for him, and then obviously they know he can shoot. Two guys go out with K. Somebody's wide open for a slip, and that's a dunk. So he opens up a lot of things for everybody because everyone's so focused on not letting them get shots off. I'm just excited to watch it. I got a good <laughs> feeling about this year. I, I do like the, the guard depth that you guys have. And again, I'm I'm. I'm I'm curious what you think your biggest strength of right now. Obviously, some of these things are going to unfold in front of us. But right now, looking at that locker room, you know, what is a group uh, or position group that you just feel like you're really confident in, whether it's because you have depth there, whether it's because you got some studs just showing up in practice? Yeah. And what are some of your more confident strengths going into the season? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is I think we have a, a full team of versatile guys. I think we have a lot of versatility and can play a lot of different lineups. Uh, we have good size all around the board. So I feel like we can do a lot of different things to uh, pull out games if need to be. Rock, from your perspective, what are you thinking? Yeah, that, same same on my part. I mean, it's, like you said, I think the key word is versatility, to be able to play different styles, different ways, mm-hmm. uh, different lineups. You know, shooters, speed, uh, size, you know, compete at compete at a high level in any style of play. Um, so, yeah, it's we're definitely, you know, looking forward to to the season, um, you know, don't don't talk about it much here on the show. We've been talking so much about football because, <laughs> you know, football has been going on, and you know, we've just been preparing for the season. But definitely the excitement. I mean, that's what that's what he's here for. That's what I'm here for. Um, so I'm just excited that I get a chance to uh, be in the building and watch him play and watch the team have success this year for sure. Yeah, you already got your nice season tickets all set up, or how does that work? They could hook you up with those, or <laughs> well, you got to find them yourself. No, <laughs> well, he doesn't need season tickets because I can leave him tickets. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can just I use my parent tickets, um, and they they put us in some pretty good seats, and we just sit in the parent section. Okay, uh, but I don't know. I might have something up my sleeve. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when the season starts how, how that goes. If uh, where I'll be sitting. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What is the what is the first home game? Official home game. I know we have uh, the one where you, you know I don't know. Yeah, UNO don't comes know. down and Doan comes down. That's kind of like the preseason. Get everyone warmed see, up. I have to look it up. Yeah, I know Ramel don't know. Yeah, because we need. I want to get that out there because again, PBA. It's still last year. We kind of got to see its um, potential when it really started. Florida A and M, November 9th. November 9th. Yeah, that's actually right around the corner. That's what I'm saying. Like a month away, isn't it? What's today's date? The ninth. Yeah, uh, today's the eighth. October. Don is uh, Sunday, October 29th. Um, and then you got Linwood. Is Linwood actually? No, Linwood is a well, real I think game. Linwood's a real game. That's a real game. So I'm sorry, you got November sixth. That's the first opener. against Linwood is the opener, and then the next one is the ninth against Florida A and M. And those so, are both at home, right? Yeah, okay. a lot of games at home Basically, this year. Our whole um, non-conference, whole non-conference is basically at home. Except you got um, you got the game against uh, Oregon State that's in South Dakota, and then you play against Kansas State in uh, Manhattan. In Manhattan, I know we got Creighton at home this year. Yeah, Creighton at home. That's December third at home. Yeah, a lot of a lot of chances to go out to PBA and a lot of chances to, you know, use that six that six man per se uh, in the, the crowd and the atmosphere. To uh to, to boost boost the morale and get some wins here, so it's yeah definitely going to be uh, an exciting season. I can't wait. 
Have you guys ever played in a game where you felt like six man speaking on the crowd like made a significant impact? Like you actually kind of saw the other team maybe falling apart a little bit due to the noise or just the momentum kind of getting sucked out of them? Yeah. <laughs> what you think? <laughs> what you think? I got an example from last year. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, personally, I haven't. No. No? Mm-mm. Yeah, I have a couple of times, um, but I, I, you know, like I told you before, I think on previous shows that you know, I just, I just love the village aspect of. I like playing on the road. I like the crowd. I like to shut the crowd up. Well, that's actually the game I was yeah. talking about. I, I've, uh, it was like, uh, kind of in the reverse way. You shut down the six man. Yeah, I Cre- love Creighton last year. Yeah, yeah. they Creighton was couldn't get on their feet. Yeah, Those fans were so desperate. To yeah. cheer for anything, but you could, they were just getting locked up on yep. defense, yep. and it was just like clank off the rim. It was one where, you know, you, you guys almost made it your home court advantage. Yeah, that was yeah. a great game. I remember, and they put our fans too. at the very top of the, yeah. the arena. That's smart. I would do the same thing. <laughs> they put us, our fans in the boondies. Yeah, they did not want. Still hurt them though, right? Still at the me. very end, because the Creighton fans were so, quiet, were so quiet, all you could hear in the distance is, "Deep go big." <laughs> <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite games I think I've had watching Nebraska basketball in a long time. I'd have to go back in time. There's some games with Teron Petaway that were pretty awesome to watch. Um, obviously, watching guys like Trey McGowan's just incredible. And then Isaiah Roby. I mean, we've had some real NBA talent to run through there. What does that kind of mean for you guys? Like, do, I know Bryce McGowan's is pretty frequently coming back. What, do those guys show up a lot in the locker room? Do you get to talk to them? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Obviously, Bryce is an NBA, but Bryce is a year older than me. So, <laughs> I, when I was on my visit here, I was with Bryce the whole time, and we we've been cool since then. So it's like it's really my my bro. My bro. Okay, what about Isaiah? Ro- I know like some of those guys just don't always, always have the opportunity, but I am curious because I feel like Fred Hoiberg. If there's one thing I'll give him credit, he seems to do a pretty good job keeping those connections with those players that do graduate. Yeah, I personally haven't met Isaiah Roby, but I've seen he was at um wasn't he at uh opening night i think it's opening night he could have been i think um i don't think delano banton was there but i do want to say roby made it yeah i think i've seen roby there but i i haven't met him personally okay i'm just curious because it, it just feels like what fred hoidberg's building yes the wins and losses haven't been great but it's on the upward trajectory and we're starting to get some real nba talent so when you guys are looking at schools you know is that something that why fred hoidberg was kind of a good pick because that is a guy that has some track record of getting guys into the league and he's been in the league with the bulls himself yeah, coach has done it at a high level, at every position, at every level. So a guy like that is hard not to trust in terms of uh, development and just knowing how to get people where they need to go because he's done it at the highest level at every level. What do you see in Fred, Coach Fred Hoiberg in this, especially this season? I feel like he's really starting to kind of get his foundation pieces in. Things are starting to click. You know, what has kind of been the things that you've been most pleased to see with Fred Hoiberg and how he's kind of handling his operation? Yeah, I mean – you know, during our recruiting process, which was you know probably a couple of years ago now, um, we definitely we definitely felt, <clears throat> you know, we felt very confident, and and the fact the the background that Fred has, you know, obviously he's he he played at that level. Uh, he Merrill said he was, uh, you know, he had different positions as a GM and coach, and understands what the talent is, and also understands what you know personal goals are for kids. That's, everyone's trying to play at that. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're going to go to college uh, and and, co- and play for someone that you know comes from the same background where, where you're trying to reach your goals, uh, obviously that that gives him a, a heads up, and it definitely was part of the reason that we chose uh, to come here. Yep, definitely, definitely. 
Yeah, and again, super excited. You said November 29th. That's going to be the first game. No, you way wrong. You about to get wrong. Seven, seven, <laughs> October seven. 29th is Dome. Is That's the exhibition. And then Monday, November 6th against Linwood. Is the first. November 6th. Yeah, yeah, I said, a, yeah, no, I said that's, no, November. October. That's crazy. What's, your, what's today's date? That's literally, um, literally a month away. Yeah, today's the 8th. So it's coming right around the corner. Uh, and, and before we go to break here, you know, what is it kind of looking like at this point for you guys? The season's coming around the corner. I'm assuming for practice, you're starting to lock in a little bit more on, you know, what the actual offense is and probably scrimmaging more than you were in the past or maybe not. What is it looking like for you guys? Well, yeah. Um, yeah, we've been doing that. I've I've been out with my meniscus and everything. Mm-hmm. So I've, I haven't been around too much. I've been doing like my rehab and stuff. But uh, we definitely on like schedule. We've had scrimmages and things like that. I don't know too much about it though because I haven't I haven't uh, participated. So how's the rehab going for you? It's going well. Uh, making progress. Just uh, trying to figure out the timeline for me. So just uh, working on that. Okay, so it's one of those you just want to be tentative, but it's uh, optimistic about it. Hopefully, yes. Okay, yes. good to know. For all those listening too, again, it is Ramel Lloyd Jr. of Nebraska basketball, and of course the host Rock Lloyd Sr. as well. I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We'll go ahead and throw it to break. Uh, but before I do that, again, you guys can feel free to join the show. Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. This is Lloyds and Lincoln. We'll catch you guys on the other side of the break.